1: Hey there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Before we dive into today's show, I want to tell you about a project that I've been working on that has been super popular. So popular, in fact, that I'm planning a podcast episode just to talk about how to do it. I created an informational product on how to write impact statements for your IEP present levels of performance. And then I went even deeper and began creating sample impact statements by subject. I've created reading, math, and written language so far, but I have plans to expand this line for communication, gross motor, fine motor, life skills, and many others. I've realized that this is an area that teachers really struggle with. You don't know the proper wording to use or how the disability actually is impacting a child in the general education setting, so I'm doing the work for you. If you want to get in early, I have a link in the show notes for the Impact Statement Growing Bundle. You can get it right now for $20 and it includes sentence stems for all areas of reading, writing and math. And like I said, a whole bunch of examples of what to write. If you get the bundle now, you'll be able to just re-download it each time a new set is added, but you won't have to pay any extra for them. This is such a good deal because the price will go up with each new set. So like I said, there's a link in the show notes to grab that bundle. Today's guest is Heather Gurkey, and Heather is the face behind the business SPED with Heather Gurkey. Today, Heather and I chat about how to help students and their families make smooth transitions between different buildings, and just what that overall transition process looks like. So let's welcome Heather to the show. Well, hi there, Heather. Thank you for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Before we get started, would you share a little bit about yourself and your experience within the field of special education?
0: Yes, I've been teaching for about 22 years now. I did a little bit of resource room and a little bit of behavior intervention specialist, but the majority of my time has been in middle school self-contained. I also... Have recently been certified as a master IP coach, and I'm working on being able to start mentoring other teachers in the area of special education.
1: That's awesome. I saw in your bio that you have operated a coffee cart with your coffee shop with your students for three years, and I think that that's awesome. We did that in my school for one year right before COVID hit. And then we just haven't gotten it operational again. But I just recorded an episode about running a school store. So I just think that that's cool that we have that connection.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, a highlight of uh, my classroom and my students in particular loved when we got to bring it back after COVID.
1: Well, anyway, since the work that you do is focused on functional academics and how to create goals and experiences that prepare students for life outside of Of school. I know that in order to be successful with that, that you have to have experience dealing with transitioning. And that is what we are going to talk about today, how to make the transition process successful for everyone involved. So what exactly is a transition meeting?
0: A transition meeting can be held anytime a student is transitioning to a new placement. So an example would be a student transitioning from elementary school to middle school. The meeting gathers the IEP team to discuss the student, their IEP goals, and determine what the new placement will look like for the student.
1: So when should these meetings be held? Is there a certain time of the year? Is it just like when, when their IEP meetings occur? Is it like beginning of the year, the end of the year? What does that look like?
0: Well, meetings can be held at any point when a student will be transitioning to a new placement. This can even be a new placement within the school during the school year. But typically, I do my transition meetings in the spring. So January, February is when I usually begin to look at which students I will be transitioning to high school and reach out to elementary schools that feed to my school. If a student has an IEP meeting in the spring, we will often combine the transition meeting with the IEP meeting. If the student had their IEP in the fall, we will schedule a separate transition meeting. If a student has moved to my district over the summer, we will usually have a transition meeting prior to the first day of school so that we have a chance to meet the student
1: and the parents prior to school starting. I remember I've taught for 28 years, so I know that all of those things happen. I think that Um, It just depends on the kid and when their IEPs fall and, and all those aspects that you just talked about. So what strategies do you have for successfully transitioning a student from one placement to another?
0: One of the things that I like to do prior to the transition meeting is to go and observe the student in their current placement. This gives me a chance to meet the student and see what their current program looks like. One thing I've learned to do also when I'm doing that is to take pictures and videos of different tools and strategies they are using as a reminder in the fall. Because many times I would get to the fall and try to remember back to what the student was using or doing. Um, This could be especially true for students who use very specialized equipment or have a very specific program they use. Especially if you aren't able to do an observation, I would also reach out to the previous teacher to discuss the student with them uh, and have a set of questions to ask to get to know the student, find out what works and what doesn't work with them.
1: Well, if you had a meeting, if they, if the say the preschool teacher was having a meeting in the fall and wanted you to come over and do some observation, but you weren't going to get that child until the next fall, would you go ahead and do the observation then or would you wait until... The spring to go do it, or would you do two?
0: I would probably wait until the spring, unless there was a specific reason that the teacher was wanting me to do it in the fall. It's easier to do it in the spring if you won't have them until the next school year, because a lot can change during that time period.
1: So I totally understand that there are a lot of um, there's a lot of growth that can be made from fall to spring for for any student but especially at that early childhood level so um waiting off and ho- and observing that child in the spring I think is best too so should the student have a part in the transition process and if so how I know sometimes they're always involved maybe at the middle school level or high school level but the the early childhood um transition they don't typically have that that student involved in the process so what does that look like for you
0: Well, I think that um, students at all ages can be involved, and I'm even starting to work with teachers on trying to have the younger ages involved in their IEP so that they understand and know what it's about. So I would definitely include the student in the process, and I would encourage my families to have their student at the IEP meeting. And this would include the transition meeting. So give the student a chance to ask any questions that they might have. So even at that young age, they might have questions that they want to know about the new program or the new placement. Another way we include the students is by setting up a visit day prior to the end of the school year. So I usually take my students to the high school and invite the elementary students to my school. And this can even be at a younger ages, having the preschooler coming to the elementary classroom to see where they'll be next year. We usually plan a fun activity for them to do, which is for us is usually cooking, and they can also get a tour of the school at that time. Students could also come in prior to the start of school in order to meet the teachers. Um, This is especially true for students in the secondary level who in the spring, you might not know who their specific teachers will be. So letting them come in prior to the start of school so they can see where all of their classes are and meet the specific teachers that they'll be having, especially for their gen ed classes. Uh, something that I had a parent request this last year, too, and I thought was a great idea, and I want to do it again for this my students this summer, is sending home pictures of the people the student will be working with and places the student will go to in the school to look at over break. Because I think a lot of our students, they need to see those things more often than just at one visitation. So they can be reminding them of where their classroom is, what teachers that they'll be working with. So that's another great way to get the student involved and in part of their transition process.
1: Oh, I think that's an awesome idea. You know, they they come and they meet you and it's so fast that they're not probably not going to remember, you know, over the summer. So I think that's a, a great idea, sending those pictures home. And it even alleviates some of that scariness for parents and you know I feel like the transition meetings that I've had throughout the years it's nerve-wracking for the parents who are sending their students to a different teacher in a different location than it is for the students to be going there so what tips do you have to help teachers further alleviate the fears that parents are going to have when they are transitioning their child to a new building?
0: One thing that we've also done is having a parent night um, so even before the transition meetings happen, we might invite the parents, um, whether it's my parents going to the high school or me doing one at the middle school where the parents can come, they have a chance to see the classroom. I kind of go over a more um, overview of the classroom and the program, highlight some of the different things that we're going to be doing and give the parents a chance at that point to ask maybe more general questions about the classroom and the program. Um, If you don't have a large group of students that are transitioning, you could still invite the parents to the school either in the spring or prior to the school year where you can just let them come in and see the space and see where their student will be.
1: Well, I think that this is an area that isn't talked about enough. It's, it's most likely something that all special education teachers are going to deal with at some point in their career. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing about this topic. And can you tell us how we can find you out in social media and, and learn more from you?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I have Facebook and Instagram and I am sped with Heather Gurky in both of those places. And I also have a website spedwithheathergurkey.com, where you can find out more information and get some resources and look at possible mentoring.
1: Well, I will link all of those into the show notes so that we can just find you. I know Gerke is spelled a little bit um, different. G-E-H-R-K-E. Is that German?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: (laughs) So is Hofferber. So, all right. Well, I will link all of that and we will be looking for how we can learn more from you. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to the show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am. And you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and head over to spedprepacademy.com podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day, and I'll catch you on the next episode.